and welcome to this episode. We're talking about the Reformational Study Center, and our guest today is Reverend Ryan Campen. Um, so first off, I guess we'll get into it pretty quick, by our standards at least, and we'll just welcome Ryan to the program, and uh, yeah, how you doing? Good to have you here, man. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, wonderful. To chat. Yeah, we're excited to talk about, uh, yeah, RSC, Recreational Study Center, Study Center, whatever you want to call it, right? So I guess maybe we'll just start off uh, at the beginning and just let us know. So how did this whole initiative get started? Uh, yeah, what's all involved with it and what churches were behind it? And just go from there, perhaps. Yeah, sure. Yeah, how did it get started? Um, perhaps why, I'll attack that question, I guess, by also maybe starting with why it got started. That's sure. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it helps to uh, yeah, take a step back and look at the development of Christianity, the demographics of it over, say, the last 100 years in the world, mm-hmm. um, where 100 years ago in the what's called the majority world, uh, so that's Latin America, uh, South America, Mexico, right. and Asia and Africa, uh, there were 16% of Christians in those countries. The rest mm-hmm. were elsewhere okay. oh wow in a spread of, or in in a hundred years time that shifted to now 64 uh, percent okay in those countries in those uh, continents in those regions so that's a that's a shift of 48 percent over a hundred years time which you know is huge some of substantial yeah. That's, yeah, that's right wow. yeah so uh, you know the question that then follows is, uh, did things like theological education, uh, Christian publications, did all of that also go with the shift from, let's say, the north, uh, the global north, the global south? Sure. The answer, unfortunately, uh, is <laughs> no, it didn't. Mm. Um, so we're in a position today and have been, yeah, indeed, for now some good number of years that these uh, Continents, the countries they're in, are booming as far as Christianity is concerned. There's a huge, that's an understatement, huge need for pastors in these uh, in the majority world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the statistics uh, depends what you're. There's a number of uh, yeah different numbers out there, but I've seen as high as ninety percent of the world's. Uh, Pastors are underqualified, uh, if not just altogether unqualified. Well, meaning they don't have a degree or something like that? Yeah, no degree, no, uh, yeah, certainly no degree, no financial resources or very little to um, get going in Mm. the ministry. So, yeah, that's obviously a massive issue that has needs addressing. Uh, if we just think of, say, Africa alone, uh, the stats, I'm more sort of aware of stats pertaining to Africa than Asia or so forth. Mm-hmm, sure. But um, something like in that 100-year window, uh, Christianity in Africa went from 7.5 million Christians to 504 million Christians. Wow. So I'm not a mathematician, but if you do the math and do it conservatively... <laughs> Uh, how many converts does that amount to per day? 10,000. Which, wow. to you and me, of course, sounds absolutely mad. That's bonkers. <laughs> it's true. If we, It's hard to fathom. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those statistics are out there. Uh, again, then measuring conservatively, that means you need 70 pastors, new pastors a day. Yeah, now, we have a good seminary not that far away from here in you know, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're turning out five a year. That's right. That's it. Yeah, it's a uh, no seminary obviously can possibly accommodate that kind of mm. need. Uh, so the question, if we now go to say two thousand and eight, which is when the study center began, uh, leading up to that. Yeah, let's let's go there as far as the churches or the the location in which the study center originated and currently exists. It's sure. in South Africa. Uh, we have sister churches there, a small bond of churches. There are 
six of them at this point, hmm. very small. But um, they have a number of mission churches there as well. Um, and through a number of uh, circumstances, the main one being uh, one of our young ministers at the time, he's still a young man, although he may disagree with me on that one. He's now my general manager. That's Reverend Gilby <laughs> van der Linden. Uh, he entered into the ministry, took a call to a church in South Africa, one of our churches. Uh, but within, um, yeah, short order, he developed significant health problems uh, with respect to lung issues um, and make a long and, um, yeah, hard Providence story short, so to speak. Mm. Um, he basically had to pull out of active pastoral ministry. He, he couldn't function for long without getting sick. It uh, mm. had to do with being outside in uh, temperatures that were less than a certain uh, 20 degrees Celsius and getting afflicted uh, lung-wise. Mm. Anyway, he was, along with his wife, now in a position, what are we going to do? Yeah. The mission church is there. Uh, had uh, their contacts, um, other pastors that they were connected to, uh, these mission churches were then became aware of this need that was really out there that you have these young pastors in the young church um, lacking digital or, or pardon me, physical resources, uh, theological resources mm -hmm. um <clears throat> and so what happened is uh through a number of conversations and a certain process the vanderlindens um, basically took to themselves the task of now providing or starting to provide at least some commentary material to those who needed um, help to provide it digitally. So scanning, you know, <clears throat> upon request, certain uh, passages, whatever was needed mm. by the uh, uh, the pastors uh, who were in need of, of help. Yep. So that's how it got started. Uh, Reverend Vanderlyn himself, then, yeah, after a while, was actually basically called out of. Uh, say retirement, okay. um, and function you now as a missionary of you know, one of the churches there. Mm -hmm. And uh, since 2008, the study center has existed. Uh, he's what we've called the yeah, the general manager, um, and it's it's yeah gone from there. And the Lord has taken it over the last uh, 12, 13 years, and um, multiplied the work, multiplied the opportunities. Um, the projects, uh, that kind of thing. Wonderful, man. And this is so, this is in Africa. Where specifically in Africa is, is the study center based out of? Right. In uh, South Africa, in near Pretoria. Okay. Uh, which is, yeah, it's just mainland. Uh, yeah, I'll pretend like I know where that yeah, is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. So, South Africa, yeah. 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 <laughs> the southern part. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, so what, what all, all churches are involved in this work? I, I know, so you're, um, in Dunville, right? Um, are are they involved in a in you know a significant way as a church? And then like who else is uh, what other are there other denominations involved or other churches involved? Yeah, good question. Uh, the from a say an oversight point of view, we have a board of directors, a small five or six of them. Uh, those are all uh, members of uh, in the uh, South African churches there and our sister churches. Um, as far as other uh, churches or other yeah, denominations or the like involved, uh, because yeah, we are ultimately a, a say a charity organization. Um, so from a financial point of view, yeah, um, whenever we have staff or need staff, or uh, that's always sort of upon us to determine to find and locate uh, finances and the like. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Dunville got involved back in 2018, so the study center had been around for 10 years, yep. I had started, I myself had done some volunteer work for the study center as of this yeah, early part of 2016. Actually, this will interest you, Lucas, uh, 
it was uh, through a conversation that I had at a ministerial of, of just the, the ministers and their wives in, in the Niagara region oh, yeah. um, at, at the your head. place in, okay. in, uh, in, in Vineland there. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I sat down uh, that evening with the Reverend Dick Winia, who's the pastor in uh, Lincoln Vineyard. Um, Lincoln has been involved with the study center for a number of years now from a fundraising point of view. Uh, they're basically raising funds for uh, two of our theologians and some other incidental uh, assistance for some staff as well. Um, so it was, I had become somewhat uh, at least acquainted with the study center before that. Right. Anyway, that evening we were just chatting and I, I, I was looking for, you know, full-time work. I was waiting for a call, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I've been looking for opportunities and I sat down and chatted with him and kind of picked his brain up of some of the stuff the study center is about. Anyway, uh, that uh, led to me taking co up contact with South Africa and uh, saying, hey, I'm available for some help. What do you yeah. think? So that began a, a volunteer process. You fast forward to, yeah, to the beginning of 2018. That's when I, through a series of events, became involved full time. Um, and then Dunville became, let's say, aware of that. And a call was extended that I would uh, continue then to function at the study center full time. But I would, uh, in a sense, function from Dunville's perspective as Dunville's missionary. Okay. Um, so that got Dunville involved. And yeah, 2016, we could have never anticipated something like that as, as family. Yeah. Um, and neither could have Dunville. But Dunville was uh, incidentally looking for... Uh, sort of to redirect or reallocate its um, yeah, mission energies uh, to another project. Sure. Uh, anyway, that uh, as it got Dunville involved, um, and it's, it's been yeah really special. This is one of so many instances as far as the study center is concerned where we've seen uh, the Lord say, surprise us, uh, give things that we were praying for, uh, mm -hmm. but he's given them to us in an unexpected way. He's answered prayers uh, in, in ways that we could have never yeah, mapped out in advance, but that's yeah. that's the Lord and his good pleasure. And he loves uh, to do, as we know, that kind of thing more often. Mm -hmm. um, so I've mentioned Dunville's involvement, uh, Lincoln's involvement. We have, yeah, uh, some help, uh, some, some support uh, from the Netherlands uh, through various um, means there. But the, the oversight is indeed in uh, South Africa itself. And um, as far as the day-to-day yeah, the -day stuff, Reverend Yopi is, as a general manager, uh, he is the one who uh, sort of holds up the fort and, uh, yeah, uh, yep. a man of uh, many gifts from the Lord. Uh, he's the right man for the work, uh, gifted in, 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 in all the areas, uh, you could say, that uh, the study center Needs. Uh, needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's Sounds good. like a good fit yeah. there. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a unique circumstance. So you're a missionary uh, for this project, but you're based here. And he's also based here as well? No, he himself. He, he's in Africa. Africa. Yeah. He actually lives uh, on the site of the study centers. He is I thought there. he had an issue with the climate or something. Didn't you? Yeah. But, the, but he's the, managing that though? That's right. By, okay. by certain times of the year, basically being more or less confined to inside. So oh, wow. uh, the study center, the office uh, is adjoined, is, is connected to uh, their house, both on the same plot of land. Oh. And so you can walk from their house to study center and not have to go outside. Um, during their summertime, which is our winter time, right. during the day, yeah, provided it's above 20 and uh, sort of the climate is, is you know, amenable, uh, you can go outside. Okay. Um, but during their let's say winter or summer, yeah, you really got to be careful, uh, particularly those uh, times of year. See, it's still probably a better place than here then, I guess, for uh, that's you know, right. warm yeah. climate. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So that's, yeah, that's, that's where that's at. I guess. So, so what are, well, why don't, why don't you describe the work and what, what, what are the resources that you're putting together and, and, you know, maybe just talk a bit about uh, yeah, what you've sure. been compiling and stuff. Yeah, sure. Maybe back up before we get to the projects, just talk about like the actual, the goals or some of the foundational oh, aspects sure. okay. of, yeah. of the project. Yeah, the, 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 let's say the basic goal of our work, 
of the Study Center is providing a digital theological library resource for pastors in the majority world so that they can function week by week in the ministry uh, and also uh, grow in their studying of uh, in the ministry. Because that's one thing I have not really mentioned yet. If you're going to have this tremendous growth in the majority world, um, you can't have the trained pastors there uh, to keep up with it. So in these congregations, these you know, multiplying uh, settings, multiplying congregations, um, this is what leads to underqualified or unqualified um, pastors being given the job in a sense. Uh, in a lot of cases, it's it's the man, who, perhaps the only man in the congregation who can read hmm. is wow. put into the position of pastor. Mm. But that's in addition to his regular day-to-day -day work. Mm. Um, he's got to continue to provide for his family because the congregation is not structured that they can help him financially, those kind of things. The congregation itself is struggles, uh, is not uh, well off, put it that way. Right. So, yeah, you. Um, our goal then is not merely to say, you know, here's your resources uh, for the week or that kind of thing. Uh, it's that and also guiding them in their study. And that guidance is, uh, comes out in, let's say how the projects are um, yeah, structured or, or, or designed. Um, we want to, yeah, as the sort of established church, let's say, help the young church grow in uh, the riches of God's word, because mm -hmm. uh, I think we may get to this later on, but in Africa alone, um, there's such a, as, as in any continent, uh, when it comes to Christianity, there's a huge spectrum of right. um, theological persuasions. Yep. Mm. Seventh-day Adventist, Pentecostal, uh, Anglican, Catholic yeah. priests, yeah. Reformed, and, and so forth. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Quite a range. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. do you want to go through some of the different projects you guys have on the go? Maybe talk about... Um, any, anyone you want or that sticks out to you, but uh, perhaps a preaching library to start, maybe? Yeah, sure. The preaching library, sort of as I alluded to beforehand, uh, that's what kind of got the whole thing off the ground, got yeah. started. Um, in the first number of years, yeah, they were busy, let's say, scanning um, relevant or scanning sufficient documents in uh, into a database that uh, we can cover all of the word uh, by means of commentaries. Mm. Uh, there, to my knowledge, there are currently 16,000 documents uh, as, uh, as far as the preaching library is concerned. So wow. indeed, we get requests for, uh, I got to preach on this this Sunday. What do you got for me? Yeah. And on any given text, yeah, th there are four, five, six different commentaries that we can give to them. Hmm. So that's, that's the preaching library. Uh, and that is a private request service. Uh, you can't publicly access it. That has to do with uh, copyright laws. Okay. Copyright laws are such that you can reproduce uh, by way of yeah, scanning or you know, mm. online uh, up to 10% of a book, provided you own the book. Uh, so having a physical library out there is, of course, very important. Uh, but you can provide that, but you can't post it for the world to see. So it's a sort of a one-to-one. -one. You work privately by way of inboxes, that kind of thing. So that, uh, yeah, we had to learn that kind of stuff as far as what, what's, what freedom do we have? What, what do we mm. not have? So that's why I speak of a request service and those requests come in weekly. Our other, let's say, main private or request service is the Timothy Project. Mm -hmm. which perhaps you've heard of uh, in connection with Lincoln. Lincoln, those theologians that uh, Lincoln is fundraising for as far as their salary is concerned, uh, those pastors, those two, uh, among others, are sort of involved with the Timothy Project. The What we're up to with the Timothy Project is uh, providing, upon request, to the pastors material that's going to help them do more yeah extensive studies on all aspects of the ministry that are 
non-sermon related. Okay, so the preaching libraries for sermon stuff, commentaries. Yep. Timothy Project is for pastoral issues, church government issues, everything else. Mm -hmm. That's so. Yeah, indeed, we receive requests for this, this, and that, and we. Do you give advice? Do you provide literature? Or how does that go exactly? Yeah, it's 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 primarily the literature. Okay. Yeah. That we provide. Um, so that's the Timothy Project. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, and some of these numbers, yeah, there's, there's flux, but uh, there are at least, at this point, uh, we receive 1,700 requests per month for help. Wow, at wow. least, I would, I think there's more than that, I think, but there are 1,700 that we can actually help. Um, oh, wow. We can actually field. How, do you have like a number of staff or is that just you? I was going to say, yeah. that, that, <laughs> that doesn't sound like you can be able to, yeah, that's a lot. No, that's, that's right. Long. It's, it's... Staff, we have 20 staff, so it's, it's a modest group, uh, mostly in South Africa, but yeah, others on the other side of the world, mm -hmm. like myself and some in the Netherlands and so forth. Right. We have over 95 volunteers, and that number uh, grows at a yes, a regular rate, uh, which is wonderful. So indeed, there's a pile of work that we've produced mm -hmm. that has been uh, produced by... Uh, volunteers uh, but the fielding the requests yeah that's uh, primarily done by the staff or some of the staff um, I myself am actually not involved in the Timothy project uh, I mentioned that here just also because uh, there is yeah the thought out there I bumped into a number of times that uh, I'm in this in the Timothy project and that has to do with perhaps a bit of confusion over how does the Timothy Project and the Study Center, uh, you know, how do they come together? Mm -hmm. uh, are they two separate things? Well, no, the one is under the other. Timothy Project is just one of our several projects. Mm. So that's our, yeah. That's project. Project. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Sense. Actually, yeah. maybe just not to get off too much of a tangent oh, sure. here, but if people wanted, to, they hear this podcast, they're like, oh, this is a fantastic initiative. Mm. I want to help out and volunteer. What do volunteers end up doing, at least, I guess, as far as the Timothy Project? Standing goes. in front of a scanner? or yeah. what, what, How does that go? <laughs> yeah, out there, the, there's there's that, certainly. Yeah. Um, that they're, indeed, if, if we have, if they're on site in, in the offices, hmm. which, yeah, in 2020, of course, with COVID stuff, um, much of that has been shut down. So that we've had to adjust things like everybody else, of course, and how we uh, field some of this stuff. But, um, yeah, ordinarily... Uh, requests come in and, and if it's not if it's something that's yeah not already in the online database and we got to figure out if it's uh, if we have something for them that yep. we can pass on yeah so uh, we can come back if you'd like to more volunteer opportunities because uh, when it comes to the Timothy project um, there are opportunities for volunteers from all over the world but I would say I think the the if you're going to work, if you're going to volunteer, say for that particular project, uh, by and large, you, I think you got to be out there yeah, you know, to help good. out in, right. in the office. Okay, fair uh, enough. That type of thing. Yeah. Well, if yeah. you're not, you know, opposed to a vacation, yeah. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> and once this COVID thing ends, yeah. I'm sure yeah. people will be issued. So, yeah. is most of this, most of these resources provided in English? Do most of the pastors are are you able to communicate in their language, or or because they're all over the place too, right? Yeah. Yeah. English is the common denominator among the yeah the the, the, world. the people that were that's right yeah. also then those that were trying to target uh, right. in Asia so, and yeah. Africa um, it for, for it may for many of them be like a second or third language uh, but yeah I'm they at least have some working knowledge of it mm. we do have another um, uh, project. That's in Afrikaans, <clears throat> okay. which is then one of the yeah. South African languages. Um, but yeah, we've decided to go with English because that's going to sort of cover as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the, uh, the say, the private services. Um, yeah. What about the study library? Is that the same thing as preaching library or is that something different? No, that's actually then quite different. Okay. Uh, the Christian Study Library, uh, that's a public service, publicly accessible to the whole world, christianstudylibrary.org. Um, that is a online, indeed public, database of articles 
of various kinds from various sources that are trying to cover all aspects under the sun, all topics under the sun mm. from a biblical point of view. Right. Um, currently, we have 17,700 articles up there. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to link it up here that's so people can access that's that. That's a ton. That's cool. Yeah, and it's it'll just continue to grow. And we've, it's, yeah, that's been a really uh, special, uh, they're all special, of course, but that's, as far as the public uh, service is concerned, that's, that's been a really important one. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the young church itself, of course, benefits from it, but um, perhaps by virtue of, of my involvement, others' involvement that are sort of outside uh, geographically, you know, removed from right. the physical study center. Uh, this is a service that's gaining traction. Yeah, let's just say in our own churches, mm -hmm. as far as its usefulness, uh, because we're what we're trying to achieve with that one is indeed uh, rather than having the user, whether that's in Africa or wherever, rather than having them have to go through 50 different websites, good websites, and look for stuff that they have questions on, mm. or rather than having them be subject to Google search results, which of course um, their yeah. algorithms don't- uh, Don't exactly uh, don't, push out reform content. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we want to have, yeah, digital stuff altogether in mm. one location. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's useful because not everyone's got a library in there. I mean, I mean, you do. <laughs> Yeah, most people don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of our parents have like, you know, piles of books and stuff. But, but a searchable but, one too. Yeah. But yeah, so you can like keyword search it. I'm guessing. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 Keywords. So are, you know, there there are other, of course, other websites out there that have links upon links of a you know a theological Christian orientation. Yeah. <clears throat> But ours is unique um, in that every article that's up there uh, has a summary attached to it. And that's written, well, obviously for the purpose of the user, yep. especially with the, the, the African or Asian user who many of them don't have, say, their own uh, internet at home. So a lot of them have to go to internet cafes, pay by the mm -hmm. minute. We want to expedite the, the process for them as much as possible so we can help them maximize yeah, on study time. So, but the the summaries, every article up there is summarized. Uh, there are keywords that are whatever, tagged in the uh, summaries. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is helpful for a you know, search engine perspective. Um, we have uh, on the left side of the website, we have a list of categories um, that indeed are covering let's say, as many aspects, uh, many topics uh, under the sun, um, more theological, pastoral, church government, and uh, all those things. We have, uh, in that respect, over 1,000 different categories. Um, so, wow. you know, if, if someone, say, in our context, where we have you know, resources, of course, at our disposal, at our yep. fingertips, and they don't, uh, you're doing a Bible study on, pick a book, We'll have something up there wow, cool. uh, on that book. Um, it's a continues to be a work in progress. Yeah, seventeen thousand sounds like a lot, and it is. Mm. Uh, but there's uh, there's more uh, to be found, uh, and that's of course yeah, the beauty of the work where um, there are more topics to be hashed out, oh, yeah. written about, yep. um, discussed, and whatever. Mm. Uh, so we're trying to help with that. Uh, if I haven't perhaps made it clear already on this whole you know, matter. Um, for us in North America, or just in the, let's say, the developed world, uh, mm -hmm. the minority world, whatever you want to call it, um, it's pretty well inconceivable for us to think or put ourselves in a situation where, indeed, we have no resources nearby no physical resources nearby if you're a pastor you know out here and you got a certain issue that you're dealing with you call up a colleague 
Mm -hmm. uh, if you're in the area, you know, we've got libraries, we've got our own seminary library. Uh, we know as well, yeah, where to kind of go online to find help. Um, all of that is off the table. Uh, it, it's not part of the equation for these young pastors in the young church. Mm. Um, and that's why they really are, I don't, they're not helpless, um, but they are missing out on the riches, mm -hmm. sure. many of the riches that we have. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, even I mean, as lay people, like if they're working a day job and they're not educated properly, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they can, you know, they can read, but you, you wouldn't know how, how well they can read. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it makes sense. You know, the time or the education or nowhere to go for the resources. Then yeah, for sure. You're going to be in a tough spot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's, that's, and that's a, a beautiful thing where what also distinguishes our website from others is this is not restricted to say in-house material like it's not restricted to stuff that we ourselves have written yeah yeah of we course. really are trying to uh take full advantage of the wisdom of they say the universal church the church of all places and all ages yep uh, this is just a, a neat and special and important way to yeah have as many things together in mm. one spot digitally speaking and so, how does the the christian study uh, library that's publicly accessible. Is that a is that a problem with copyrights and stuff too? You'll be careful with what you put in there. Or... Right. You you can run afoul of that as well. Uh, we do before we uh, post stuff. Uh, we do have contact with the authors. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. So we we have a variety of, of of articles up there. Some from magazines, Clarion from perspective. A lot mm. of this stuff is up there. Um, we try to take up contact with those authors before we post their stuff. Uh, because I think I, yeah, when it comes to stuff from magazines, uh, my understanding is that the author is the one, the individual contributor is the one who holds the, uh, the copyright, okay. not so much the magazine. Uh, that's my understanding. Um, we have all sorts of yeah external links to blogs that are out there yep. that have good stuff for us to, to benefit from now the young church to benefit from we have a lot of translated material that that stuff is a fair bit of that is done by volunteers uh, we have transcribed uh, material which is fabulous um, mm -hmm. so it's we are really trying to pull together from indeed all over the orthodox or the faithful church of jesus christ from hmm all over the world and not just today but throughout history and have mm -hmm. this stuff together for the benefit of yeah the user right oh yeah. so does that end up being the bulk of, of your work personally is on the, this portion of the study library right it uh when i started in 2018 that was a big part of my work that was a year especially where we really focused on or yeah my one of my main focuses was on that and really uh, beefing up the uh, uh, the content that was up there. Uh, my work, uh, I'm still in that world, in that project, I should say, uh, but to a limited degree. I've shifted to the one project that I would not mention yet, but it's the one that, uh, yeah, I, I'm... Beautiful segue. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, good question. <laughs> very good. And that's the what was now formerly known as the Living Word Project. Um, it's quickly a sermon outline project. I'll expand in a moment. Uh, we've changed the name as of just a couple weeks ago uh, to Vox Viva. I don't know if you're Latin. Uh, yeah, I mentioned yeah. it before we were on air. Something to do with a word. language, isn't it? Something to do with a word. That's all right. I know. That's yeah. right. So Living Voice is what it is. Um, the reason that we've... Um, gone to that chain, name change for one we've not yet gone public with this project so it's uh, in the final stages of development um, from an IT point of view we're very 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 close uh, to going sort of launch first uh, first version um, also why we've made the change and this has to do with the nature of the project itself a living word vox viva living voice uh, this project is going to aim to basically be a Bible exposition and application tool uh, to help primarily the young pastors with their sermon making. 
Okay. Hmm. And so living voice, we believe, of course, uh, according to our confession, that the faithful exposition and the application of God's word is the living voice of God himself. That, that's, you know, that, that's preaching. We believe that the preaching of the word of God is the word of God himself, though given by fallen weak men. Uh, furthermore, yeah, dead languages are beautiful languages, uh, of course. <laughs> They're also because there's a yeah, let's say the reason time, they died. <laughs> that's uh, a timelessness to it. Where hmm. uh, what we want to do with this is, you know, we talked about languages before. What uh, what languages are we in with our projects? Vox Viva it aims to help not only English speaking pastors but French speaking, of which. Uh, the continent of Africa has low mm -hmm. of, of French speakers. Yeah, uh, right. So this, and we want to go beyond those two languages. So this is in a way going to appeal to, yeah, a very or broad audience, broad users, usership. Um, and that's why we've, uh, among other reasons, still besides uh, decided to go with a name change. It still works at this point. Um, yeah, but this project is uh, one that is quite exciting. Uh, they're all, again, as I'm repeating myself, but uh, <laughs> it's in its various, it's basically going to be set up uh, as providing the pastors with um, all the building blocks that they need to make a sermon, the usual hmm. stuff that we are trained to to work through all the different steps context text you know application lines to christ sermon structure all that stuff yeah mm. because you know we started off with the preaching library that gives them the commentary material but it doesn't didn't take long to discover put it that way that these pastors you can provide them the resources and that's fabulous all on its own but furthermore they they don't know need how to a lot of that. help to put yeah. together a sermon. Yeah. And so this is the, say, the study aspect of things yeah. uh, to help them grow in their ministries. We say, look, here's the building blocks. Here's stuff to help you out. So, hmm. yeah. And it's like a, a, almost an online, like, uh, seminary or some of the resources of the seminary we use, I guess. So like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they don't have a lot, they don't have access to a seminary where they could go and ask questions about this stuff. That's right. Yeah. The beauty of this project, among some of the others, but especially this one, is well, for one, uh, the Bible has thirty-one over thirty-one thousand verses. So we'll be busy for a while with this project. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, because we that would be that is the kind of the goal. Uh, it's basically a massive public free uh, Bible commentary that as I say, will primarily help the pastors, but it, look, this one too is going to be of great help for Bible studies, whether you're in Africa or North America, that kind of mm. thing. Yep. Um, and, you know, depending on where the Lord leads this, this is one of those projects that will keep us busy. If he keeps us busy, if he keeps us going, uh, this will keep us busy till the day the Lord returns, because there's always more questions to ask mm -hmm. and answer when it comes to God's word. It's always deeper you can go. So to be a bit cliche, yeah, the, the, the sky's the limit mm -hmm. on this on this project. How many people yeah. are you helping right now? Like, so let's say on a monthly basis. In terms of like people, let's say maybe break it down by project, I guess, like people who access like the private library and the public library. I don't know if you have those stats on hand. Yeah, I don't. The, no, the, the, the Timothy yeah. project, I think I said 1700. Yeah, right. Um, right. Preaching library is going to be, I think, roughly the same. Um, and if you the, like yeah, expand that by like church, right? Like if that's a church leader and they're preaching to oh, X yeah, amount of people. Kidding, yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, yeah. I. I've I've gone from active, say, you know, pastoral local ministry to uh yeah. global, you know, yeah. to four hundred superstar. But anyway, but it is there is something actually indeed quite wonderful about that. That um what the Lord can use uh, mm -hmm. and, and how far he can take something and he is. Uh, and it's it's yeah, it's beautiful to see. Yeah. So but this yeah, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, Vox Viva is, um, you know, hopefully within the next yeah, couple months, 
We're going to go public. Oh, man, we're like cutting edge here. This is good. Yeah, breaking news. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's well, like when someone, someone comes on to promote their new book or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, so I was, I was curious. You mentioned uh, like putting resources together from, you know, the Christian church from all times and all places and stuff. Um, does that um, – what kind of interaction do you have with other churches? Like, um, you know, we're obviously from the King Reformed, specifically King Reformed denomination. Um and we have, you know, local involvement with several other denominations. But is there a global interaction with with different groups and um, a wider Christian community in general? Yeah, interesting question. I think um, the uh, maybe this is, are you asking perhaps from a you know how do we get out there or how do we get the stuff out there? Well, I'm curious. Yeah. Oh, I guess for the people you're helping, but also for the people that you deal with, like in, you know, say South Africa, are they, are they from a reform background specifically? Or, or are you in touch with like missionaries who are, you know, Baptist, evangelical, like, um, I mean, obviously the, you mentioned there's tons of those in Africa. Like yeah. you go to a specific, you know, say quote unquote Christian church in Africa, you're not sure what you're going to get. Um, but, are you in, t in, in touch with those uh, denominations in, in terms of resources and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a way that the, the contact is yeah, probably more often coming from them to us, initiated by them by word of mouth or otherwise that they come in contact with sure. our stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it's, um, and in that regard, then it, it really is sort of a wide range. We get Baptist contact, we get Pentecostals, Roman Catholics, and the, let's say the, one of the beautiful things about uh, what you and I would agree upon as far as how this can go is we, of course, would say what we have is the Word of God. With the Reformed understanding, that's the biblical understanding. The stuff, the material that we provide to those who ask for it, also of those different backgrounds, we let, as it were, the material speak for itself. Mm. Um and that's to say, we let the spirit at that point decide um, how those who receive our material are going to receive and work with it. And so we're trying to right. indeed lead also those to a more biblical understanding of Scripture without being, let's say, sort of in your face about yeah, it. It's just sure. well, it's, it requires a lot more resources to be. Uh, that's like a missionary's job is to actually get out there and explain what's in those uh, resources. But I guess that, that, that takes, you know, that would take 1700 people to deal with your, your requests, yeah. not, you know, you know, 20. So yeah. yeah, I guess that that's still, it's a good way to get out, um, get these resources out to, to different groups. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a reform project, which is, mm. as, as we say, biblically based, you know, uh, it's true mm. to scripture. And then you just, you, you're helping everybody who's, who's interested in learning more about the faith. Yeah, yeah, pretty and cool. there's a, in terms of, yeah, reactions, this is something that is primarily connected to the Timothy project. So again, I'm not directly uh, in contact with the pastors, but I get to hear some of the stories. I get to hear some of the reactions and there too, it's going to vary. Some continue to come back and express great appreciation for what they receive. There are others who come back. We don't have a whole lot of interaction with them, but they continue to ask for help. There are others who <laughs> they receive, you know, some initial help from us. And who knows what their background is theologically, uh, but yeah, it doesn't take long for us to get uh, yeah, some uh, not so charitable emails uh, <laughs> saying, and then they just they disappear. Uh, right. they, they say, no, I don't want anything to do with you guys anymore. This is okay. But that's, again, we hand it over uh, mm. as a word to the Lord and yeah. it's yeah. up to him to decide how are they going to respond or right. they going to accept or... It's like that in any mission effort, I would think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, did you you got anything more you want to ask? I'm I was just just curious about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. curious about where the, where they're going. Yeah. So yeah. what's let's say let's say five years in, in the future, where do you see, um, yeah, RSC as an organization going, and, and what are some of the big future plans you have coming up? Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good question too. When it comes to where we'll be going, where we hope to go. Uh, we, in some respects, hope to just produce uh, or provide more and more of what we have. 
when it comes to things like the Living Word or Vox Viva, um, yeah, this is one that I speak of version one, but we already in a way have version 20 in our minds as far as uh, yeah, what, the, what the actual interface of course is going to look like, sure. um, how it's going to mature. Hmm. Uh, so there's, when it comes to perhaps my, you know, local context, um, we would love to see uh, more, yeah, certainly more help with some of the projects. Um, some cases, maybe from a volunteer perspective, other cases from a, a staffing point of view, something that we uh, are really on the lookout for at present is help from an editing point of view. Um, we need more yeah, editors, those who are <clears throat> literary or, <clears throat> excuse me, those who are, yeah, good with the language and can help in that respect. Uh, because when it comes to just say Vox Viva, uh, we hope to, in time to come, reach out to retired ministers, uh, reach out to those in full-time ministry and ask for their help in providing notes for the software, for the project, sermon exposition, application, you name it. Mm. Um, because that's how this thing is going to grow. Right? We need the help of those who are in the business, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, how that's going to look like, we're in the midst of sort of figuring that out. Um, there's all sorts of different ways. I think you come at this as far as trying to get active ministers, retired ministers to help, that type of thing. But also from a volunteer, you know, congregational members out in again, the developed countries, uh, the developed churches, there's some exciting uh, possibilities. One that's just been recently kicked off in our own congregation is uh, the task of, we've called it gleaning, not to be confused with the uh, Christian gleaners, <laughs> but where, uh, as, you know, in the spirit of trying to benefit from previous generations, wisdom, commentaries, that kind of thing, where if you're someone who likes to read, uh, likes to, yeah, bit of study, here's John Calvin's commentary on, you know, Matthew. Or John, I should say John, because he doesn't have a he has a, a harmony of John or Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So John's the better example. Pardon uh, me. Yeah, as we all know. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't that's right. that. No. Well, anyway, so, so you know, from a say, go through the application. Uh, pardon me. Go through the commentary point of view. Yeah. And uh, pull out application notes, stuff that mm -hmm. maybe John Calvin has said that could be helpful for this passage on application, glean from it, and that type of thing. Right. I mean, there's real, yeah, opportunities in that respect. Crowdsourcing, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. So. Well, we can help get the name up, because I'm sure, yeah, if I was if I was reading it, in a lot of times when I read, especially material that's dense like that, like John Calvin is, you just, I'm just writing notes anyways, because otherwise I'm not retaining anything. So, you know, just send that off to somebody. It's not. Yeah, there you go. Can't be <laughs> See what you make of this. Then again, yeah, that's it. I don't read that much, so I probably wouldn't be a good leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But that's good. That's yeah, a, you know, if people want to get involved, that's great. Yeah. And if I can sort of perhaps, you know, for some of your listeners anyway, the younger, I suppose, um, we would love to, from a say, career perspective, uh, editing as an editor you know, for a career choice is in, if I may, in our circles, not a common choice, but it's worthwhile to, you know, if you like to study and if you like English or all that stuff, editing is something to consider. Hmm. Um, we have a job for you, um, <laughs> yeah. but we would, uh, yeah. And for that matter, of course, also those who have an interest in theology, um, the study center needs more theologians, hmm. yeah. um, whether you're uh, aiming for full-time ministry or you just want to go to seminary and do a bit of studying for some years and get a certain kind of degree or what have you. Uh, I think there are plenty of opportunities uh, for those who have, you know, those kind of interests at the study center. Uh, hmm. Like just, if I can nutshell as far as my 
you know, particular uh, task is concerned. I don't know, but I'm kind of no, uh, t- taking the weight. Yeah, yeah, no, cool. right. I was going to ask you for any, you know, final thoughts. Anyways, so <laughs> yeah, turn sure. into that segment. Sure. But uh, I'm the designation that the term that's being used to describe my work, uh, my position is that of a theological gatekeeper. And what that means then is I'm responsible for yeah, ensuring that the content that we provide that's publicly available that goes out to the public so that's the christian study library that's vox viva that kind of thing i'm tasked with ensuring that that's biblical faithful readable that kind of thing that's that's a general sort of yeah encompassing summary of my work in particular what keeps uh, me busy with in particular with these projects is yeah from the vox viva point of view uh, that is i'm an editor yep i look at the material that the submissions of others and ensure that it's it reads well and, and it, it fits uh, how we're trying to uh, get this stuff out there how mm-hmm. to formulate this stuff i am also a contributor myself to the sermon i would like to the vox viva project so for example I'm currently in Dunville uh, working through and preaching the book of Judges. Uh, it's one service a month. That's sort of the arrangement. So, But the notes, the sermon preparation notes that I come up with, uh, that is all going to be put in on there. Vox Viva. Nice. Oh, cool. So putting a um, real life application to it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, uh, that's yeah, which is the idea, which is, is mm. what's a neat opportunity. In this way, it's, it's yeah, for <laughs> lack of a better expression, killing Two birds with one stone. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, we love a good mixed <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So, but then I am also still have my feet in the uh, Christian Study Library end of things. So, all the stuff that's hmm. uh, being published, uh, I'm sort of the last set of eyes to uh, to see it before it goes out. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Virtually, it's a waiting yeah, task. So yeah. yeah. Well, you just think how many people are going to be affected by it. Yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I have to remind myself of that. Uh, look, um, because you, I, you know, the physical offices in South Africa, I'm here in my study, you know, in Dunville. Um, I don't see anybody who's using it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but there are thousands that are making use of this material. So, mm. uh, again, we have a responsibility in the established church. I have the responsibility of, um, being, let's say, professional, that's of, of excelling in this stuff, of mm. providing a good, helpful yeah. product, if you want to yeah. put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not cool. to commercialize it too much. Yeah. Scripture, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so I guess just some key links for people to check out as we kind of close off here is ChristianStudyLibrary.org. Uh, we got RefStudyCenter.com. Uh, once Vox Viva comes out. How could people find that? And yeah, how does you follow for updates or anything like that? Is there a, just go to the websites or do you got a newsletter going or what's, what's the Yeah, deal? good question. Yeah. We uh, have a newsletter that's produced by our uh, foreign mission committee in Dunville. Okay. It's uh, produced every three months, so four times a year. Oh, yeah. Um, it, indeed, just an update on what's been going on in the last few months. Uh, that newsletter gets sent to and published on the Canadian Reform Missions Association, so the reformmissions.net. Okay. Um, that's that website and that that association is association uh, that uh, brings together all from a mission. resource point of view all yeah. the foreign mission projects in our in our circles hmm. and some of the um, urban mission projects as well. So by way of newsletter, yeah, that's how people can sort of keep in touch with the work. Um, we are on social media. Uh, primarily for yeah the pastors out there to to reach out to them to give them uh, samplings of yeah, our work. So every week on both Twitter and Facebook, we are posting every day of the week uh, an article. We're drawing okay. uh, the user's attention to an article from the Christian Study Library. Okay. So the, what there are two different uh, accounts that we have. One is the Christian Library. That's for Twitter and Facebook. The other one is the pastor's library uh, account on both. Um, Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, we can link those in the show notes and people yeah. can check them out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I have, in terms that you did ask earlier, I didn't quite uh, get to that. Uh, we moved on. It was perfectly fine. <laughs> that we are aware of, uh, we are uh, helping 11,000 pastors uh, in over 70 countries. So that's, yeah, the we can measure that by way of indeed contact we have. Mm. There's going to be more besides that are using yeah, ripple effects library yeah. wow. that we don't know of. We're not, we could of course trace some of that stuff to know who's using and so forth. Yeah. We've not bothered to by and large at this point. Just to, Well, yeah, 11,000 seems like a good number. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. So it's a, no, we're grateful yeah. that the number also then continues to, to grow. Last year it grew as well, which is uh, you know, encouraging, maybe not as much not growing out as much as perhaps previous years mm. um yeah covid related um we couldn't uh, as far as yeah, ways that we kind of try to reach more and more one of them is yeah conferences that we try to get uh, going to in, in say africa and providing yeah brochures or, or that kind of thing mm. uh, last year that was all kind of uh, prevented yeah. by and large because of the pandemic um but no there too, uh, we are reminded regularly that indeed we have to let the Lord lead this and the Lord in his providence uh, take this to places that we can't or are severely limited mm. uh, that more and more would become aware of us. Those who need uh, would benefit from our services. Uh, uh, that remains regular prayer. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If if people want to support um, just individually, is that possible? Because I know Lincoln, you mentioned Lincoln is supporting uh, and Dunville as well. But if people want to donate or anything, should they reach out or do it on the, on the website or how does that go? Yeah, yeah. there are a number of options. One is you can go through Dunville hmm? and you can send it to us. Um, another one is, yeah, you'll put the, the Ref Study Center Sure. on there that's another option there's a there's an option to donate okay um, good but yeah it, you can drop cash in ryan's mailbox yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the third yeah, way that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's right you know, yeah. whatever's <laughs> up your alley yeah. 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 send them some bitcoin or something get the inside book scoop yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's tough <laughs> yeah okay well, stuff so, Yo, lord's blessings in your work like i think this is uh hopefully this is gonna be a really good resource for everybody i'm excited to see what uh the christian study center or the study library has got and uh you know, peruse through that. Yeah, just yeah. how it progresses throughout the years. And yeah, that's right. How many millions, hopefully, eventually souls it can touch. And yeah. Yeah. it's pretty, pretty crazy to think about that, eh? Just yeah, how big it will get or could get. Already yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. 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 And if there are more, like, as far as volunteer opportunities, um, transcribers, we, that's been with some of the, uh, those who have come on board from a volunteer perspective, it's, it's been really special to see. Um, there are two benefits, at least. Uh, one, they find themselves helping out uh, a kingdom cause. Two, when it comes to stuff like transcribing or editing, um, they're they're consuming the material yeah. itself, so they're growing from it. And we've seen, yeah, all sorts of instances where uh, that's been a real blessing for indeed volunteers involved. Mm. Um, so beautiful. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. Yeah. yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff. All right, folks, this has been uh, Real Talk. And, Thanks uh, for listening. Catch you next time. Good stuff. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Real Talk. You can send us your feedback by emailing us at reformedrealtalk at gmail.com. You can find us on social media by looking for the handle Reformed Real Talk. You can find us online by going to realtalkpodcast.ca. We look forward to your feedback as that's what helps us grow and improve as podcasters. Real Talk is produced by myself, Lucas Holtbluer, Tyler Vanderwood, and Tim Van Woodover. The theme music was created by Calvin Hunt. The table and cabinet behind me were made by Ethan Vanderwood of Eureka Woods. And finally, this sign in the studio was made by Zebra Signs. That's it for now, folks. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.